Christmas special. Come, let us hope again. In the season of waiting, Advent, Sonia Kurian reflects upon hope, inviting us to purify our hearts against despair. Sonia Kurian lives in Houston, USA and is a clinical systems analyst in the healthcare sector. Her interests include writing, reading, iconography and animated karaoke sessions. As we journey towards Christmas through Advent, I must confess that it is one of my favorite liturgical seasons. There is something about Advent that speaks to my soul. For anyone who has ever been through a season of waiting, this is a season for you. Who among us hasn't tapped our feet impatiently at God's plan sometimes? Advent remembers exactly this. The years spent by Israel waiting on a promise from God that seemed like it would never come. Imagine the frustration and heartbreak of a people who spent so long waiting for the promised Messiah. What must it have felt to hold on to hope from generation to generation? Did they plead with the Lord to break his silence in unending tears? Did they allow their hearts to delight in this Messiah Christ who fulfilled the signs foretold and yet who died brutally, crushing all their hopes again? How many do you think stuck it out till the end and came face to face with their resurrected Messiah to see their hope realized? We live in times that seem rife with a pervading sense of despair. Conversations are aplenty on how far the world has fallen or how far gone our youngest generations may be, how technology and politics is turning us against each other, global warming, gender inequalities, wealth gaps, and so on. Every new invention or initiative is touted as that which will save mankind and when it inevitably reveals its incapability to solve every problem of human existence, we're crushed. We thought this would solve it, we say to each other. How could people be so blind? How could they not see and, or understand? And we sigh and shake our heads in resignation. Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, in his encyclical Spa Salvi, talks about the virtue of hope and says a distinguishing mark of Christians is the fact that they have a future and though they may not know exactly what that future holds, they know that their life will not end in emptiness. In Hebrews 6 verses 18, St. Paul reminds us that the hope set before us, a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, we are followers of Christ, and in calling ourselves so, we put our faith and our hope in a God who is good, who is a good father, who delights in his children and desires to give us good gifts, and who gave his own life in exchange for our souls. The gods of other religions contrastingly get jealous, compete with each other and with humans, do whatever they see fit, and think only of benefit to themselves. It makes sense when followers of these other gods are in nothing, live life as a rat race, pitting every man for himself, every man responsible for his lot in life, lifting himself out of the mire, sees the world altogether bleak, life a burden and death a tragedy, 
about how do we live? Are we people who believe our God is Yahuwah, the Good Father, or are we Christians by name but orphaned idolaters in practice? In which God does our action reveal our hope lies? Now you may ask, why do we even need hope? St. Augustine gives us an idea when he says, the turbulent have to be corrected, the faint-hearted cheered up, the weak supported, the gospel's opponents need to be refuted, its insidious enemies guarded against, the unlearned need to be taught, the indolent stirred up, the argumentative checked, so the proud must be put in their place, the desperate set on their feet, those engaged in quarrels reconciled, the needy have to be helped, the oppressed to be liberated, the good to be encouraged, the bad to be tolerated, all must be loved. In short, there is work to be done and we must, as the body of Christ, get to it. If you think about St. Augustine's list, you will see that you will have met all these people in your life. Do this in the world around us. And it needs hope. It needs joy. It needs life. It needs Christ. Okay, so we want to do the work. We want to be people of hope. But how? As with all things, it begins with prayer. The encyclical Spesalvi points out how Augustine describes the intimate relationship between prayer and hope. He defines prayer as an exercise of desire. Man was created for greatness, for God himself. He was created to be filled by God, but his heart is too small for the greatness to which it is destined. It must be stretched. By delaying, God strengthens our desire. Through desire, He enlarges our soul. And by expanding it, He increases its capacity. That's exactly right, isn't it? We were made for greatness and to live extraordinary lives. But most of us can't even imagine that. We are afraid of exhaustion, lack of time, lack of resources, talents, etc. So yes, our hearts must be stretched. Spesalvi goes on to say, Suppose God wishes to fill you with honey, but if you are full of vinegar, where will you put the honey? The vessel, that is your heart, must first be enlarged and then cleaned, freed from the vinegar and its taste. This requires hard work and is painful, but in this way alone do we become suited to that for which we are destined through this effort by which we are freed from vinegar and the taste of vinegar not only are we made free for god but we also become open to others true prayer space salvi explains is when we are internally purified so that our hearts not only become open to god but to others as well we also learn what we can truly ask of God in prayer. We must learn that we cannot pray against others. We must learn that we cannot ask for the superficial and comfortable things that we desire at this moment. That meager displaced hope, that leads us away from God.
we must learn to purify ourselves from the hidden lives with which we deceive ourselves. God sees through them and when we come before God, we too are forced to recognize them. Failure to recognize my guilt, the illusion of my innocence, does not justify me and does not save me because I am culpable for the numbness of my conscience and my incapacity to recognize the evil in me for what it is. In opening ourselves to be purified by God in prayer, we continue to grow in openness to God, are stretched in desire and hope, not just for ourselves but for others as well. Spesalvi points out that all serious upright work and action is hope in action. We strive towards an end or goal because we hope for a different future or to accomplish something already hoped for. This hope has to look past current brokenness or state of things, towards something better, to look beyond ourselves or others, our, their capabilities, what we think can or cannot be done in the world. We must look and learn from our God as a human in this world, broke norms and topple the world on its head. We must learn to open ourselves and the world and allow God to enter. We can open ourselves to truth, to love, to what is good. It is such a hope that allows us to be courageous and virtuous in all circumstances of life and thus inspire others to do the same, making changes that ripple out through society, city, nation, and the world. Even in the face of evil and suffering, hope allows us to stand for the good and virtuous. All those people during the reign of Nazi Germany who hid Jews in their homes or snuck them out of the country did so because they hoped. They hoped in a world where things would be different someday or for a better life for each person they helped. Had they given in to despair and resignation, imagine how many souls would have been lost. If suffering is the greatest deterrent to your hope, if you desire to hope but find only obstacles in your path, it may be the opportune moment to unite yourself with Christ on the cross, to learn from His tender heart how to hope in the darkest of nights. Our Lord, who spoke forgiveness and mercy from the cross for those taunting Him, did not do it lightly. He has felt your pain. He can meet you there and walk you through the night into glory. You may perhaps feel we have walked a long way from the joy of Christmas in our discussion of Advent and hope, but I would disagree. It is when we purify the deep, dark spaces of despair in our hearts and minds and acknowledge the hopelessness there is during Advent. Our vessels are open to understand and fully receive the true joy of Christmas. For what a delightful surprise it is. Just when we think there is no justifiable answer to our hope, God himself comes to us as a little babe to fulfill all our longings and desires. What heart wouldn't melt at the sight of the Christ child, full of promise and beautiful hope, after so many nights spent in the Valley of Tears? Advent is tough, 
It is a time to refine our own hearts and strengthen the muscle of hope in our lives. It is a time to sing again and again, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile, here until the Son of God appears, while bringing to the Lord all the areas of our lives hardened by our hearts against hope. It is a time to look expectantly at the Lord, allow Him to meet us where we are, delight and surprise us with the newness in areas we had given up on. The same Lord who said, Behold, I make all things new, says it to us again and again in the twinkling eyes of the Christ child. There is no better sojourner for this journey of Advent than Mary, the star of hope. She too journeyed through Advent, a pregnant teenage girl, her marriage hanging in the balance and her life as well, yet somehow able to say yes to the angel and sing magnificent in persistent joy. Mary, who watched the passion of her son, received his offering of the world to her motherhood and incorporated it in such hopeful resolve as to walk the first way of the cross and to encourage the apostles to be unafraid at Pentecost. If our mother could do it, then we can be confident that she will walk with us and show us the way as well. The star of the sea will surely be our comfort and light in the tumultuous chaos of our lives and our world will bring us to the shores of the heavenly bosom of God, the fulfillment of all our hopes and desires. Happy Advent, everyone, and may this Christmas be a true delight to your wearied souls and through us a beacon of hope for the wearied world.